Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, save $100 instantly for every $1,000 you spend on stressless recliners and sofas or save $300 on stressless sunrise recliners. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit our showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Matthew Odom, and in this week's episode, we say goodbye to El Patio, an Austin icon that's been in business for more than 65 years. The Joseph family has been running it all that time, and we catch up with a couple of their members and also head into the restaurant and talk to some regulars who say farewell to their beloved Tex-Mex restaurant. 65 years is multiple lifetimes in the Austin restaurant industry. But for El Patio, it's been one long, continuous story, one told by the Joseph family since 1954. When the restaurant on Guadalupe Street announced that it would be closing in late July, the crowd started coming, and they haven't stopped. The restaurant's been busy day and night for the past several weeks, leading up to its closure on August 9th. We stepped in on the penultimate week and talked to a few regulars, and also caught up with owner David Joseph on the phone to talk about the closing of his family's restaurant. Nancy Naring and Angie Moore had to make one more visit to El Patio. They had been coming there since they were skipping school and near high school in the 1970s to have lunch. On this afternoon, they were sharing margaritas and a few laughs as they prepared to say goodbye to a restaurant that's been part of their lives for decades. So, Nancy, you've been coming here for a while, I guess. My entire life, my parents had their rehearsal dinner here. Wow. In 59. And so that was before you were around, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so yes. do you remember when your parents first started bringing you here? Was yes. it on a regular occasion? Yes. Yes. Every special occasion we came here. So how often would you all come here? At least once every couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yes. And did you always get the same thing? Always. St- I still get the same thing. You still get the same still thing that you got back then? <laughs> yes. Where, what were your early memories of, of coming here? What did you make of the place? That would be Paul Sr., who always met you at the door, always. And when I grew up, I had a three-year-old that would not eat Mexican food. And so Paul would take him into the kitchen and let him make his own plate, which was a grilled cheese sandwich. Not a grilled cheese sandwich, a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> And when did he finally come around and start eating Mexican food? He didn't. He never came around. <laughs> so no. what's your order when you come here? I, I used to get a number two with queso instead of the tamale, but they don't have the tamale anymore. So. And what did... Uh, There's always Benny. Benny was our waiter. Is that right? Yes. For years? My entire life, until he retired, yes. What's the... Uh, I would assume you eat Tex-Mex at other places as well. There's not one that compares. There's not one that compares. Nope. There is no other text mix for me. No, no, <laughs> no. We came class? here from high school in 1978 and skipped class from fifth. Near high school. From fifth. Austin. Yes, we would, class, we would cut downstairs, class and come here, lunch, eat lunch, 
Right, R O. Excuse me, Renee. Excuse me, I'm older than you. Move on. I found the right crowd. No, we we did. We graduated in '79, but we in in '78, '77 would skip class, the last class of the morning and lunch, and the class after that, and come here and eat lunch. <laughs> and then forge, forge our own mother's signatures that we had to doctor's appointments. On average, it was once a week. Yeah. We got all the way from North Austin down yeah, here, got that's lunch, true. and back to the That's what we're here for. This was to our reminisce. Are you cutting yeah. class today? Yeah, yeah I am. That's I am. We have no class. But if, you want to buy, if, but if you want to buy a house, call me. So over the years when friends would visit from out of town or this was special the occasions? This was the birthday, anniversary, reunion. What this is, as a matter of fact, you'll like this story. So, my grandmother passed away in 2002 at 98. She had four sisters. So, we would bring my grandma and the four sisters here that were all, none of them married until they were in their 30s, which was, you were an old maid then. They all lived together, but they were all widowed by 50 and moved all in with each other again. So, we came here on all of their birthdays, whatever. And the, the oldest, we would come in here and get the little short frosted glasses for beer. And she would take, a, she was 98, would take one sip and go, I feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. And that was up until 2002. Wow. What do you think makes this place so special? It's it's the whole family thing. Because they, they, they've known me. I've been friends with their kids since I was little. It's it's Austin original. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, seriously. So what do you do to fill the void? We just come here and drink margaritas until they close. Oh, in the parking lot. In the in the parking lot. <laughs> All kidding aside, I mean, is it emotional to see a, a part of your childhood and your whole very, life in Austin close? Very, this was my last. You know, I've I've watched Austin change so much in the last. 40 and 50 years, but when this this came about in the last couple of weeks, I was heartbroken. When I saw it, this I is immediately it. tagged her on Facebook This is said, it. when are we going? Yeah. I mean, this is it. <laughs> but our 40th class reunion is next month, and we're getting a start on it today. We're <laughs> we'll start at our 40th class reunion in El Patio. <laughs> Just the two of y'all? Yes! Because yeah. we cut class all the time. So, there's the... Uh, you know, a lot of places have closed in the last five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, have any of them left the impact that this place has left? No. Or no. Will, will there? Because this was always family. Yeah. They knew you when you came in. You could go and sit down, and Benny, who had been our waiter for years, you didn't even have to order. The food was coming out while you were at the table, and he knew what you wanted. And when you would come, would you see people that you know, besides the people that worked here in the family... Lady Bird Bird Johnson sat in that corner every Friday when I came as a high schooler. Is that right? Yes. Did you ever talk to her? I kind of did. Daryl Royal sat here. Uh You know, I mean, it's it's what made it's what made Austin home was to actually you're sitting in a restaurant with people that you're actually from. They're eating the same food you are, and it made it real. Yeah. Seriously. Like having dinner with them. Yeah. Co-owner and general manager David Joseph has been working at the restaurant. Since he was four years old, he said he probably took his first official shift by the age of 11, and he's spent decades there since. As he's chosen to close the restaurant, it's with a heavy heart, but a choice that is all his own, he says. 
He's looking forward to the second half of his life. We talked to him about grown men coming in crying, people coming from out of state, and what it means to him to see his family's restaurant finally shutter its doors. What's it been like to see the outpouring of support? Oh, my God. It has been amazing. Absolutely. I, not in my wildest dreams had I ever thought that we would have maybe a day or two, but not, you know, this long of support and love and how blessed. Uh, my dad is smiling ear to ear up in heaven. What was the, uh, have, have you seen faces that you hadn't seen in a while? Yes. I mean, I've seen faces that I haven't seen in a long, long time. And, uh, you know, some of them, um, some of my old high school friends came in. You, you know, they, they would come in sporadically, you know, but not all at one time. And uh, so it was nice to see them, you know, do that. Uh, in a lot of places, I've had people come in from, uh, let's see, so far the furthest is California. Well, wow. uh, You know, uh, uh, Louisiana. I mean, they're just coming from everywhere. And a lot of grown men that are really shedding real tears of uh, happiness and sadness because, and I'm talking men that are 40 and 50 years old that dad took care of in, in his day and in my generation too. It's just, uh, I'm speechless. That's all I can say. My whole family, we're just, we're so happy that we were able to, to what's the word I'm looking for, um, to make an impact on the city that way that we have. Yeah, it's very touching to see a lot of the people I talk to talk about how they came there with their grandparents or with their parents, and now they bring their kids there. I mean, yeah. do you owe all that to the fact that, you know, it was a family-run restaurant that always kind of felt like family? Yes, absolutely. And again, uh, my mom, God bless her, she worked her butt off. I mean, you know, once I got to kindergarten, she was here 10, 12 hours a day, you know, working, 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 and she was the backbone of this restaurant. I mean, it's kind of proof that hospitality um, it is the biggest part of the hospitality business. It is. It is. You know, we, we've always strived on, on service and, you know, being there, you know, and greeting people. And whether, you know, you're the first lady or you're the man digging a ditch, you're a person, your family, when you come in here, we're all going to treat you the same. And now we're not being forced. We've got wonderful landlords. Oh, my God. Wonderful landlords. But yeah. we're not being forced out. I'm just, I am, I can't, I can't, I need to, I need to have a life where I have nights and weekends off now. Right. Because I've done this for 40 years. Really. Saying this is really of my own accord. Sure. That we, that we, we've moved, we've rented for 65 years. And this is of, of our own choosing. Everybody deserves a break, David. <laughs> People don't understand that, though. Some people think, well, why are you quitting? Why are you quitting? Well, it's like, I'm tired. <laughs> you know? I mean, restaurant business is a very tough business, yep. especially, when it's, especially when it's family-owned, because you always have to be here. What is? Uh, when was your first shift or kind of quasi-shift as a kid at the, at the restaurant? Um, off payroll was when I was about five, four or five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Holding dad's hand or mom's hand at Fast, he got venues. That's really my earliest recognition. But um, I was 11 years old uh, when I really started busting tables, making 25 cents an hour. 
What was and, uh, Go ahead. Who were some of the, I mean, for an 11-year-old kid, and as you got older and became a teenager and further on, to see some of these famous people that would come in there. I, somebody pointed me to Lady Bird's table the other day, and of course, Coach, Coach Royal came in all the time. Can you share? Right. Can you share one or two stories about interacting with people of that stature at your family restaurant? They're people. They're they're just, they're they're like us. I'm sorry. I mean, they're uh, they have a, a, an amazing guest. They're, they're very famous and stuff. But once you walk into my doors, yeah, I'll greet you and say hello, and I'll sit with you. Ladybird was wonderful. She was a sweet, sweet lady. Loved her. She loved mom and dad. Uh, you always knew when she was going to walk in because you would have two men in suits uh, walk in before, which was funny. Uh, Coach Royal was a man of men to me. Um, from what I saw here at El Patio, gentle, adorable. And all the others, Earl, uh, Campbell, we had Jerry Gray, Roosevelt Leaks. The Lamb guys. I mean, just all the old football players that I remember back in the day. Phenomenal. Um, but it's just, um, it's, it's really, it's just bittersweet. It really is. Um, I can't thank, really, I mean this sincerely, I really can't thank all the people that have walked through these doors for the amount of love that they've given our family. How how will you how will you fill the the holes in your day and in your heart with the with the absence of the restaurant? You know I don't know. Um, a lot of reflection. Uh, we've been blessed. We've got a, a book here that was my fiance's idea for people to write their memories in, and that's going to be my uh, my coffee table book that I can pick up and like a book just reread tens of thousands of times until the day I die. And just knowing that we're, we're loved. What do you think, what do you hope the legacy of the restaurant could be? Family. What is, oh, what is that old saying? Um, oh, that's what it is. A family that eats together stays together. Right. And that's how I see it here at El Patio. Is it going to be hard to, are you going to have to drag the last customer out of there on uh, August 9th? Probably, and I'm sure that whoever it is, we're going to be bawling, crying, all of us, all of us. And I've gotten quite emotional lately yeah, just because of, of the realization of, of this really, really happening. Did you realize how important the restaurant was to so many people? Obviously, you welcome these people for decades, and you know that you have regulars, but did you really realize what an important part of people's lives it was? You know, on our 65th anniversary, I kind of realized it, but that was just one day. Right? Right. A celebration. This has been, let's see, Tuesday to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Eight days. Uh, yeah, eight days of love. Uh, it's really impacting my heart. And I look forward to rereading, and I haven't had a chance to get on Facebook or social media to read all the wonderful things that people have said about us. And. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Renee Joseph Downer has worked at the restaurant for more than 30 years. She spent the last couple of weeks at the restaurant with her mother, Mary Ann, as they said goodbye to old friends and goodbye to a restaurant that has been in their family for 65 years. So the final week, 
Has it been crazier than what you expected? You know what? We did expect a crowd like this. Absolutely. Has Have you seen people that you hadn't seen in a long time? We have. It has been really nice to see a lot of Austin people come back. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's like one big family right now of all these Austinites and stuff. Does it make it bittersweet at all to see so many people coming through the door in just the last week? Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. How long have you been working here? I have been here for 35 years. So how will you fill the hole in your in your heart or in your days that this will create? Well, I will take some time off and then I will regroup it in, in October, maybe do some volunteer work until I can see what I want to do. Right. Has your mother been spending time up here this week? Yes, she has several hours a day. And what's, her, what's people's response been to seeing her back in the restaurant every day? They love it. Yeah. Oh, they, get, they take pictures with her. They talk to her. They're just very engaging and loving. And mom is just in her heaven. Yeah. What's, the, what's it felt like to see the response from everybody? You know what? We just feel so loved and so very blessed. Native Austinite Nancy Garrison is the co-owner of Garrison Brothers Distillery. She first started going to El Patio with her grandmother in the late 1960s, and she talks about how important it was as part of their family's traditions. When did you uh, first go to El Patio? You know, I started going as a child because my grandparents um, uh, went, uh, they lived uh, very near um, the restaurant at 26th and Whitest. So, um, as a young child, my grandmother and I would go um, in the late 60s, and we continued to go uh, on a regular basis uh, up until uh, she passed away, and then, of course, you know, I continued to go with my family. So, um, we certainly have a long time of uh, enjoying the Joseph family's wonderful place. What was it about uh, El Patio when you were growing up and then even until the day that made it such a special place, do you think? You know, I think that um, the family tradition, um, the uh, uh, the small uh, atmosphere of the restaurant that you always felt welcome, um, I really can't remember not having a family member there greeting you when you came to the door. And, um, you know, I think even as I've grown and now I'm you know, far older than I might have <laughs> wish that I was in my in my mid fifties. Um, you know, the simplicity. You know, it's a it's a it's a, um, a, a a true testament to a quality menu, and that you you um, you know you know exactly what you're going to get. But it's um, but it's also a simple menu, and um, you know, Austin was a lot. Uh, simpler town when I was growing up and, and uh, you know, we're a little bit more chaotic and complex today. So, um, you know, I think I really just enjoyed um, feeling at home, feeling very um, uh, very comfortable and very welcomed. With, with El Patio going among many others over the past five or ten years, it seems like you know, a part of Austin that we knew from the the 70s and 80s is disappearing. Does, does this one hit you specifically hard, or does it feel um, kind of monumental in some sense? Well, you know, I was a, um, 
uh, a longtime supporter of um, of the Nighthawk of the Frisco shop. Right. Uh, and um, uh, and of course, you know, as Hutz is about to close, I mean, you know, I've gone for, you know, since I was in college, um, you know, going to Hutz and um, but El Patio, I think, just because um, for for me in particular, um, well. Both the Nighthawk and El Patio were very generationally oriented to me. You know, places that I went um, from El Patio with my, you know, starting with my grandmother and um, and then obviously with my, my mother and now me with my children. And, um, you know, I, I think that it hits particularly hard because it was a very special place um, for my family consistently, um, you know, through the decades. Um, you know, we always uh, took an opportunity to, uh, you know, to visit El Patio. And, you know, it was a Central Austin restaurant. The owners of the late Nubian Queen Lola's Kitchen in East Austin have been coming to the restaurant for years. Otis first came in 1968, and Lola became a regular later on in the 80s. They talk about the family, the humor, and the food that made El Patio such a special place. So you've been in Austin for a minute, Otis? I've been here all my life, born and raised here. When did you first start coming to El Patio? In 1968. What What brought you here the first time? Well, we believe it or not, we were out this way, and somebody stole the car. <laughs> With all our clothes and stuff in it, and it was cold. And we were walking, and it was getting late, you know, and uh, it was cold that night. I said, man, I told my friend, I said, man, have a place over my brother get me something. At least I can get warm for a little bit. So we came up in there, and um, the food was fantastic. And uh, I've been coming here since, you know. <laughs> were you a fan of Tex-Mex before you came here in 1968? Oh, yeah, I used to, uh, I used to... Uh, Oh Lord! I got you. Thank you. El Met, when El Met was was over on um, uh, the Regional yes, sir. East Avenue, they used to call it. We used to go down there. We used to pay a dollar and a quarter and eat all you want. And uh, we used to go there. I used to go to the Castle Loma, which was over on uh, Wallace Street. I used to go to La Vista. I used to go to a lot of people. I was, I was Ellis Tecker. Do you have the same uh, the same order every time you come here? Practically. What do you like? I like beef enchiladas. The beef enchiladas? Right. What about you, Lola? I love, love, love them chicken enchiladas. Love the chicken enchiladas. Yes. Right. Do you remember the first time you came here? Oh, I remember the first time I was working for Dr. Alice Cook way back in 1980-something. And uh, Gene Richardson would come and get us food here every Wednesday, I think it was. And that's what drew me to it. It was so good. And mm. it's still good. Mm. And you all have made your name by creating a space for the community and making yourselves a member of the community. How do you feel about the way this family has kind of integrated themselves in the community and tried to make their customers feel like family? Oh, yeah. Well, not only did they make us feel like family, I actually rented, not from them, but a family member of these people. Nubian Queen Lola Building, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only did they help people, they also brought life to my life. And I appreciate that. Oh, well, the 
the, yes, extended yes, family. exactly, right. exactly. Okay. And I appreciate them for everything, the opportunity they're feeding the community. I use their space for that. And did you find in the late 60s and the early 70s where, where businesses, did you feel businesses were as accommodating to the African-American community as as El Patio, or was, did it feel like they were different in, in some way? No, I, I was here, and like you said, it was like family. He used, to, he used to play with me all the time because I was born on Sabine. So I was on 6th Street all day long. I remember when Johnny Joseph had his business down at a Triple J bar, and they used to be at the core room a lot. So I was up and down Red River and 6th Street all my life. And he used to say, how they treating you? And I said, oh, I'm doing bad. He said, well, if they ain't treating you right, let me know. I'll come charging like a bull. <laughs> you know? And who was that? That was uh, Paul. Paul, right. And I mean, he just been, they've been good people all my life. You know. Let me tell you how good not to inter- to kind of add to. Me and my daughters came here to uh, have dinner one day. I mean, the mama is so sweet. I tell her, she was just laughing, and you know she have jokes too. My daughter fell clean out the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <Literally> <laughs> laughing, away from laughing. Laughing that hard. <laughs> so if that don't make you feel like family, come on now. And it seems like a lot of places have been closing in the last five or ten years, and Austin is changing. Does this feel like? A specifically hard loss? Well, you know, when you're losing your favorite eating places, it's, uh, it's kind of tough. I mean, like, I know Cisco Bakery is still over there, but I used to go to the back door, and they had some of the best beef. I used to call them tacos, and uh, that was my neighbor, Dave Resendez. And we used to go to his spot all the time. They had some fantastic food there, too. So really... A lot of the mom and pop type establishments and this small business, they they going out of business or leaving for Taco Bell. You know, mm-hmm. Taco Bell ain't bigger, I mean, deeper pockets. Yeah, but Taco Bell ain't ain't, ain't this. <laughs> you know. They don't even sell Enchiritos no more at Taco Bell. <laughs> they don't, they quit. It's sad. You just can't get this love no more. This is probably the ending of the truth. I mean, I, I know I was the truth, and I'm gone, and this is, for our patio to leave, this is the ending of the truth, for real. Everything else is not, I don't know what it's going to be. That's our show. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook pages for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter, at LoveAustin360. And please, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 Podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Chandler Hopeful and Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your favorite memories of Austin restaurants past and present. Until next week, 
We'll see you out dipping chips in queso and sipping ice-cold margaritas. Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, save $100 instantly for every $1,000 you spend on stressless recliners and sofas or save $300 on stressless sunrise recliners. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit our showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.